0: This is Wicked Spursy. Look at that. Mike, we're live. You got us live. So like right now we're live. Yes. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, people can see. Uh, well, i here one or two. I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna triple our audience and maybe hit three this week. We'll, we'll see. We'll see that could I'm be happy.
1: sweet. That would be sweet.
0: Hey everybody, this week is Wicked Mike, Steve, and Dave. Dave. Um, we were going to have a special guest tonight. That special guest should be with us next week. Uh, if that person's out there listening, we're thinking about you, and we'll see you next week. But uh, let me go to you, Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm not fucking good, Dave. There
1: it is. That's, let's start out
0: <laughs> just right out the gate. It. What's what's wrong, Mikey?
1: So today, you know, pretty shit weekend, right? Starts
2: off. Speak for yourself. Mine was only half shit. You know, I mean,
0: <laughs> why, why the th- pause? Did you have to think about that, or
1: <laughs> no? I, I I'm getting a thing in my ear with the live stream and. It's fine now. It was What's it your, telling you?
0: You broke YouTube with too many. No, it was your
1: stupid what? voice. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I'm sorry, Dave. I I will apologize for that. So no, no, I go to work today. You know, thinking, God damn it, you know, I'm gonna stay away from anyone and everything that has to do with soccer. Um, because you know, my fucking heart was broken. I knew it was gonna happen. My heart was broken anyway, and then. For some reason, I, I I went and watched the Giants, the New York football Giants. Stop with the hand raising, Steve. Uh, raising the roof, Mike. Raising yeah, the roof. I I, I get it. I, I'm from the 90s. I know what that means. I was
0: going to say, Steve, like 2003 Steve strikes again.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> so I go and watch that game, and I get harassed by my friends who are Giants fans. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm fucking doing this just prolonging the agony and, for anyone who uh,
0: doesn't know you're a uh a, a artist formerly known as redskins fan right
1: yeah yeah and i it, the thing is like i love i love watching the nfl but it's even more enjoyable when the fucking giants and the eagles are losing how about
0: the cowboys feel the same way about the cowboys
1: or is that too old school for you no I it's think? it's fun because the cowboys see it's fun to watch the cowboys lose um it's, it's yes. more fun to watch the agony mm-hmm. of the other two teams, but the the Cowboys, you know, they're going to they're eventually want to lose. So it's actually more enjoyable to watch them lose, knowing that they're going to lose, but knowing that the giants have a chance and the Eagles have a chance just ruins everything for me. And, and I thought Kirk cousins is going to come out and he's going to be like that, you know, you like that, that guy, right. That guy throws a fucking six yard pass with his entire season on the line on fourth and eight, six yard fucking pass. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Kirk cousins. I said at one point, I was like, he's going to throw a stupid interception at some point. He didn't do that, but he did throw a stupid pass anyway. So my day, my day is getting worse. I get home. Everything's great. Kids are great. I have to decompress with like four you know four episodes in a row of of uh my favorite HGTV tv show uh hometown uh shout out to ben and aaron you guys are my spirit animals um but so i went i went to bed got <laughs> up, refreshed um all refreshed and thought i'm gonna just avoid every, all soccer talk today first fucking thing first fucking thing i get on I get on the bus to go go to work because we have to park remotely. And first thing was some fucking guy comes in, Chelsea shirt on, Chelsea jacket on, says, says, uh, see a Spurs Arsenal game? And I was like, Yeah, I fucking saw a Spurs Arsenal game. I have the fucking Spurs hat on, right? So he well, knows I
0: mean like before you go any further. Can I call can I call BS on you for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. 6:55 <gasps> a.m. I got. A WhatsApp chat from you, mm-hmm. talking about a player apparently being in London. You were talking ITK smack at 6:55 a.m., and then at 7:51 you were giving me crap about not being on Facebook. So you did not avoid soccer <laughs> talk. You started out before 7 a.m. talking. Soccer. I was
1: on. I was on the bus at 6:30, dude. So oh.
0: this, is, this is after the Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea yeah, yeah. Signing? So then you were just in. You were like, all right. He,
1: he had a Chelsea jacket. It was a jacket. It was a blue jacket. You just got fact ch- checked, Dave. I did yeah. Yeah. fact, fact checked live. We fact checked my facts. So, damn, I got to talk to the research. No, yeah, we got to be. It. We got to be in like into work at seven. So anyway, was it a
0: Chelsea starter jacket or what kind of? No, jacket?
1: it was like a blue like fucking pullover winter jacket with a Chelsea fucking you know emblem on it. And I'm like, and I said, yeah, I saw the fucking game. I don't need to talk about it to some <laughs> stranger, absolute stranger.
0: He, he was because fast forward, his, fast his, forward I get into, into the OR, right?
1: I get into the OR, and like some sort of goddamn I don't even know, I don't believe in jinxes or luck or any of that shit, but something fucking mystical happened where I got stuck in three consecutive cases with the same med student who turns out to be a gooner. And I'm wearing my I'm, I'm wearing my Tottenham scrub cap, and uh, the the, the our, my surgeon says, "Oh, sorry about your team this this weekend." I said, "Oh, thank you very much, doctor." And then I look up and I can see in this fucking kid's eyes through his mask, snotty little kid, and I said, "You're an Arsenal fan, aren't you?" And he said, "Yeah, I am." with that smile and I said get the fuck out of my OR right now (laughs) and then I said no I'm just joking but don't look at me or talk to me (laughs) and I went about my and I went about the case we did the case it was a it was a fantastic case and then I get to the second case where I get called back into that room again and he decides that he wants to come talk to me about the game so that's where I am today. And that's why I'm so fiery, Dave. I wanna forget about it, but I can't because the universe won't let me forget about it. So let's talk about this and get some shit off our chest so that I can move on with my goddamn week.
0: All right, we're 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 therapy for you, Mike, we're here. But first, I should probably ask Steve how he's doing after your your 12 minute monologue that you were just on. Um, Steve. I think it was 12, but that's, that's fine, Dave. Steve, how you doing, buddy?
2: You know, I was just sitting here thinking about how you promised me a special guest. And I'm starting to think that the special guests for our show is like the, uh, you know, that girlfriend who goes to another school. You know, you definitely aren't going to know who she is. Uh, are they real? Do they exist?
0: No, actually, Stevie, it's the special guest is which Mike is going to show up tonight.
1: That's that's the <laughs> professional special guest. Right, Mike? No, it's the, it is the girlfriend theory, and she's uh, she's from Canada. You don't Canada,
2: know Canada, yes, that's it. I'm
1: going to prove myself to but she does
0: go to another school. That is true. But one day you'll get to meet her.
2: One day. One day. But n- but not this day.
0: <laughs> not this day. Beyond that, how you doing, Steve?
2: No, Beyond that, you know, I'm fine. I'm I'm I've thought about that game long and hard um, over the last what like 24 hours or so. Um, so I feel pretty good about how I feel about it, right? Like I've properly digested it. I, I understand what happened. I'm I'm focused on what I want to come from it. Um, which it's it, there's a resolution there, you know. Like I, I I don't have any kind of lingering doubts or you know confused pieces that I need to just massage through. Like I'm settled. I'm settled. Um and I think part of what helps me settle is watching another team perform on the very same day, a team that has been absolute dog shit for the last decade or so, <laughs> uh, finally pull off a fantastic uh, playoff win, um, despite what Mike thinks. That was a quality highlight for me. Um so yeah you know all things in balance right started the morning feeling pretty shitty finished the day feeling pretty good and i have resolved all of my issues with the club for now until the next game all of them steve mike and i
0: struggle with providing sympathy to you regarding your american football team you know for me as a bears fan mike is a Redskins commanders fan um we don't really want to hear about your playoff victories and we don't want to hear about your how long it's been since you won a Super Bowl you know there's a there's a bit of resentment built up so we know this is tough but if you can if you can put the Jersey boy away for a little while and, and show some sympathy we would, would appreciate that
2: I'll do my best I'll do my best for you Dave
0: thanks we're gonna call you Meadowland Steve from here on out and just just <laughs> am
2: I like that. really that like <laughs> depressing and awful <laughs> No, I, you know, I just,
1: I, I find, you know what I find, I find that your, that your, um, general mood right now, uh, about your, your football team, you, the, the fact that you're, you're content and, and you're resolved now and, and, and you're kind of calm right now. It, it, it I think it's partially because the New York football giants want a football game want a playoff game right no question no question I mean, th- there's that. some yeah so
2: but there's there's another you're replacing piece
1: you're replacing your 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 sadness and, and your disappointed generally disappointed nature in our club um with with something else i mean it, it that doesn't help
2: your depression steve <laughs> but i think, I think, I think like replacing the
1: pain with something that, that there is enjoyment. another
2: piece to it there is you another have piece. To deal with it that other piece being that we have corrected the shift, the the schism that we saw last week, and my prediction came true.
0: I knew that was coming. Um, I did. Yeah. I did.
2: So all is right in the world again.
0: Just a flashback. I predicted a slow start and a win that was wrong. Mike predicted, you know, draw most likely, and Steve predicted the the chaos that ensued. But Steve, I also want to acknowledge, listen, you're an analyst, right? Like, so to hear you say, yep, I've thought about what happened. I figured it out. I know what I want to see next. Like that's just who you are in your core. So I can that understand. I can understand that plus the giants. Um, Steve, the world makes sense to Steve right now. I guess I guess would be it how I, would, I also how spent
2: all day with a two-year-old. Um, which I mean, that's just it's fun. You know, two year olds are incapable of being cynical, depressed, narcissistic little shits. They are just <laughs> they're just two, like that everything excites them. So it's a good day
0: fair all right hey mikey let's let uh let's let you crack this one open first and get things off your chest so where are you with our uh, our club and what you saw yesterday what do you think
1: so um you know i i i do want to say that like i think we followed the same trend that we typically follow you know that we've been typically following this season the trend being that we kind of start and we we've actually been on the front foot for the 10 first 10 minutes of most games you know after after a string of really really slow starts then once we get into the game we fall apart at the end of the first half kind of same thing happened this time and then um we played re- we played really well actually in the second half we had some uh chances we had more chances than they had we had the ball um I think it was somewhere around sixty-one or sixty-two percent uh, in the second half. Uh, so it, it, we had quality chances. We, th- you know, that we just didn't have in the first half. And and for Conte to say that he was pleased with that performance, I, I don't know where the fuck he's coming from. But um, I could tell you that I'm pretty angry with Hugo. You don't say, but I'm, I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm angry with his, with the fact that he can, he can do better. He is better than this. He's better than he has been. Maybe it's his age, but I'm really actually more disappointed in Hugo. I'm I'm really angry at Conte for putting Hugo into a situation
2: that, that he was never going to win. Right. Here's a question for you Mike, while we're on the subject of Hugo, do you think part of that has to do with losing in the World Cup final just a few weeks ago? Like he's lost like he's lost some confidence? Possibly.
1: I, I I don't know. I think I think it's something that's been building for a long time. Um he's never been great with the ball at his feet. Um he's never been great with his distribution. He's a great shot stopper, we know that. Um and and he's lost a step in that. But what happened may have been a little bit of a freak thing uh, with that soccer goal, but that second goal was fucking inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. Hugo should have gotten rid of the ball to one of his center backs earlier. It could have been a rollout. It could have been a, a a pass to the side, to either side. Mm -hmm. Instead, instead he hesitated for way too long. And then he just, got freaked out and booted the fucking ball up the middle had none of his midfielders were in place allowed Odegaard to just do whatever the fuck he wanted he was like jogging forward and then just took a shot and the dude wasn't prepared for it with a wide open field in front of him Hugo wasn't prepared for it so I don't think it's maybe it's a confidence thing sure but I I honestly like I didn't see really much good come out of that game at all. Son right. continued to be terrible.
2: Mike, Sessi- really
0: quickly on the Hugo thing, can I just say I struggle with every time I, I see us pass the ball back to him as the keeper, especially if there's any opposition around. Like I just get, I just get nervous. I just am expecting him to either flub a pass or to give a, a half-hearted kick that doesn't get even to the the midfield line. You know what I mean? Like it's just. It's nerve-wracking every time I see the ball go back
1: to him. Yeah. I mean, there was that one sequence where he just gave the ball away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like to a dude right in front of him because he hesitated. And I think maybe age has something to do with it. Um, it also, you know, the the other thing that had that we have it that that really kind of sucks is uh is two of our three center backs. You know, uh, I gave Longley a lot of credit a couple of weeks ago for being very calm on the ball, uh, picking on some great passes. I mean, he does do that. He wasn't he wasn't prepared for what was coming at him this week, mm-hmm. um, and Dyer has just been Dire, Dyer. Dyer. shocking. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there, Steve. Been Dire. Yeah, Dyer being Dire. That joke's oh. not played out at all either. hoyberg still funny.
2: Hoyberg's
1: <laughs> hoyberg has been bad. Um, I think Papsar was good. I think he was he was probably uh, a shining light even though he is 155 pounds soaking wet uh did get pretty pretty bossed in most of that first half by ordergard until mm-hmm. you know, kind of figure I just, I still don't know why Bazuma wasn't in there like this there's, there's a billion fucking questions you can ask, right? Yeah, for sure. where does it, what does it come mm-hmm. down to? It comes down to Conte's team selection. Conte's unwillingness to change his system, I mean, which has been figured out, right? Um, They, if teams know that if they can make us play through the midfield, they're going to beat us. So why not change your system and put a third midfielder in there? It seemed to work a little better earlier in the season when we had Hoiberg and Benton and then they threw Basuma in the middle. Um, Basuma should have been the guy starting this game. I know he's had a bit of a knock, but he should have been the guy for me starting this game. Sesenyan, I think his time at Spurs is over.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We've given him the chances, and I think it's done for him. Uh, other than that, I'm going to let Steve take it away because I think he's got some. Uh, I think he's got some really good insight into this. I know he started sharing it on the WhatsApp chat, and I and I yeah. told him we could talk about that later. But for sure, Steve. Before we come to
0: you, just a quick comment when I saw the lineup, I was pleased. You know what I mean? Like I saw, I saw the back line that I, in terms of the defenders that I, of the three that are going to be back there, trust those guys. I saw the, the Doherty Sessegnon, you know, they're the reasons why I'd be excited or at least feel more secure about that. I, I like hoybier although he's been less good uh, of late and was excited to see Papstar get play. And then, you see Kane, son Kulisevsky and you're like, all right, we got the front line we want and and Richarlison coming off the bench. That's going to be great. Like I was pleased with the lineup until I saw them actually play. And then, then it's a whole different, different thing going on because the, the guys I expected to do certain things weren't doing those things. So Steve, what, what were they doing and not doing? What'd you, what'd you make of it?
2: Uh, it just seemed altogether listless for me. I mean, bar Sar and decky, nobody really seemed to be, and, I'm going to say Kane, too. I'm going to include him in that, but for a very specific reason. I didn't really see anybody hustling or putting any sort of what I would consider, a, a you know, passion into their play. Um, it just seemed like you saw Romero start to boil over a bit, you know, leading to his yellow card. But, you know, that's kind of the player he is. He's always really aggressive and assertive. And
0: Richarlison um, was angry before he even got on the pitch, like he was being a being a prick to people.
2: Yeah, but when you compare like Romero's aggression to Dyer, to Longley, to Sassanian on the left, it's like there's nobody at his level in terms of aggression. I think, you know, if they want to play out the back like they do, you need players who are going to be quick and aggressive and assertive and really force their way uh, up the field or force their way to making the pass. You don't really get that. anything from Romero to the left, right? Darty was serviceable. You know, I don't really have any problems with the right, with how they played. I thought Darty did his job. Um, Decky seemed like the only attacker who wanted to make something happen. And he had some absolutely sexy plays, especially in that second half with how he was trying to force, um, you know, force something out of nothing. It didn't that that on. turn he
1: had. That turn he had midfield was outrageous.
2: Yeah, he just I had no. Just, he had
1: nobody to give the ball to. Yep.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about how he danced through like two or three of the defenders, like right at to get into the box to play a pass. Um, but that's that's what I want to see from the team. I want to see somebody who's not afraid to, you know, push it to really give it their all. And again, aside from, you know, Romero's aggression on defense, I liked what I saw from Sar, Um, because for me, that was a young guy who, after a certain period of the game, realized there is nothing for me to lose right now. I need to just do my thing. And he, at times, did his thing well. You know, I really, he, he for me, shows a lot of promise. Um, definitely room for improvement, room to, you know, grow his confidence, to bulk up a little bit. Um, but the talent is there, the ideas, the the skills, he's got it all. So I was really happy with him. I hated everything on the left. Sun, useless, Sessignon, less than useless. Um Hoiberg, you know, I love Hoyberg, but he just didn't have a great game. Um, and I think part of the reason he didn't have a great game is because he had to keep covering for Sessegnon, who was just absolutely, like, I, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, what game he was playing, but he just seemed to make the wrong decision every single time, whether it was playing the ball, whether it was positioning himself, whether it was defending, wrong every time. Um, and it's it's difficult because when you've got... When you're playing in a system like that, where the wingbacks are supposed to, you know, bomb up and down, attack, defend, when they're not attacking well and they're not defending well, it turns to that midfielder and the center back on that side to sort of support them in some way. Mm-hmm. S- but that's not really where either Longley or Hojbjerg shine. That's not their best skill set. So it just completely fucking fell apart. Um, for... I I mentioned Kane as being somebody that I wasn't completely disappointed with. And the only reason is because he was in the box defending with some sense of urgency, which is great that he had that urgency, but he's the fucking striker like he should not be that person clearing it from going off for a corner. He should be the guy waiting upfield to receive the ball, so that they could you know, make their break. I don't know what the fuck was going on. It just tactically, it seemed like a fucking nightmare. Um, Conte really likes this system. We, I, I've said it a thousand times. We don't have the players for it. At mm-hmm. some point, he needs to just admit that there needs to be at least a temporary change for him. Play something that the team can do until you can get the players to do what you want to do. You know, if it's a transition period, use it for that, right? Don't force something, like don't force players who are going to be out of the club in six months time into a position that doesn't suit them um, because you're not gonna get the best out of them. You're not gonna get results and it's just gonna piss everybody off. the other thing that, that, and this is not necessarily related to the game, it's more of this like, you know, rumor mill thing going around Twitter. Um, but there was that talk about how players aren't really digging his approach to to training or his tactics. And to that point, I just want to say, I, I'm of the opinion, Conte, until he leaves Spurs for good, is the coach, he's the manager. You don't have to like it, you have to fucking do your job. Right, and I don't think any of these players should be considered undroppable. If Son isn't going to perform, if he's not going to do what he's what's expected of him, and I'm picking on him because he can do so much better than he has been doing.
0: We need to keep picking on him until he gets better.
2: Exactly, fucking That's drop him to the bench. Have, I mean, yeah. we've got players coming back from injury who can fill in on that side.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Son's got to be benched. I mean, maybe maybe we put Richarlison in the spot that we purchased him to be
1: in instead of putting him on the right and constantly taking Decky out for Richarlison, where, where, where it's clearly not working. Great point, Mike. Great point. Don't even get like, started I'm telling I'm telling you right now that Conte is the root of the problems. His inflexibility, his stubbornness is, is the root of this problem and the problem is spilling over onto the field. I, it, it really is. And I, and, and I hate to say it, but we're, Rehashing the same shit we went through with Jose—it's boring, uninspired football. And it was great when it was working last year because people weren't used to seeing that three in the back. It wasn't a—it wasn't a widely used system in in the Premier League, and some would say that it probably still shouldn't be. It's—it's an old, antiquated system that doesn't work anymore, and that's the problem with bringing players. And that's probably why we haven't seen any players brought in because there's so few players that. That are able to play in that system. And when Conte finally leaves, we're going to be fucked. If we don't find a coach that will stay with that system and coach the players that were bought for that system. I'm telling you right now, Conte needs to go. I'm Conte out. Quick question though. Quick question. I know I'm reacting, I'm being reactive. No, that's that's the point. Some of the fan base, I mean, I'm not jumping onto the fucking field and in assaulting players, but I'm not I'm not that at that level yet. I just want
0: to argue with your when Conte leaves, we're screwed mindset. Tell me which players we've bought. And I'm not saying that every player we've bought since Conte has been here has been one that we love and should stick around. But Benton, Curran, Kulisewski, we love, right? Are those Conte players or are those just great players? Um, Long ways alone. Like who have we bought that we're going to be saddled with? I realize if we spent hundred billion on this, on this particular window, maybe we're talking a different thing, but we're not saddled with anything yet. What do you think on that? We bought players for Conte though. We, Ooh, I mean, who'd we, buy? we bought
1: Decky and Benton for him.
0: Okay. But are we going to be screwed if he's gone and they're still here? I don't think so.
1: Um, it depends on the system that you're using. I mean, is Benton as creative a player as uh, uh, a like a Potter or a, Pochent- a Pochettino system would, would, would require? We don't know. We haven't seen him have to be in a in a in a role where he is the creator. He has played that in that role, yeah. and he's and he's learning how to do it. But you can't tell me that Conde has made any of those players better that came in. Basuma was specifically bought for his system. He's not even fucking using him. And and when he is using him, he's not using him for what he for the purpose that he that, that he bought him for. So if he leaves, are we screwed with Basuma? Uh, it depends, again, on the system. Uh, I, I think that Basuma and uh, Basuma thrived in Potter's system. I think he would thrive in Pochettino's system. I, I honestly think that uh, anything where you have a three-man midfield, he Basuma will excel. I, I don't know. I think Steve probably has thought of, thoughts on it. Like I said before, you know, like we said last week. <laughs> That's I my way a, to say I'm done with this one, Dave. I, no, I love a good. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I just don't want to dwell on it. Like this is this is the same bullshit that we've been going through since Pochettino left. Yeah, I, I, manager I, I totally after manager you. after manager. Except we didn't bitch about Ryan Mason.
0: Well, we didn't have long enough to. Um, but, but I guess I just only want lost to say one I'm game. Not, fair. I, I just I just want to make the point when Conte leaves, as, as know, currently it's yeah it's a win as currently constructed. I'm not that worried about being saddled with a bunch of Conte players who can't play in another system. I mean there there may be some, but I'm not worried that this it's this big pervasive problem. The guys that are problems for us are the guys who've always been problems for us. The the, the ones that don't perform and make stupid mistakes are the ones who always have. Like that's more my concern than the players we brought
2: in recently, Steve. My concern, and I shared this with you guys earlier, is that I'm not convinced that the Spurs hierarchy has an idea for what they want long-term. What Mm -hmm. I'm seeing is a lot of short-term, win-quick approaches to try to maybe maximize um, the waning years of the players that we had from the Pochettino era when we were performing really well above where we all in all likelihood should have been performing um it just feels like we've we've got that core we've got the k in the sun and and levies and and you know the board they're just making these decisions to try to get something fast out of the team so that those guys can have you know a trophy to their name and to me, it's it's short-sighted because their methodology for re- for recruiting and for building on Spurs as a club is with that long-term plan in mind, right? They're not making these impulse buys that we're seeing from Chelsea. They're not dropping a hundred million dollars on some fucking player because they they need a player in that position. They're not doing that. They're still taking that measured approach to recruitment which frankly, I like, you know, I know there, there are people out there in the the Spurs fandom who want us to just pull the trigger and buy these really expensive flashy <laughs> players. But I, I prefer the more methodical approach of, you know, let's, let's really get somebody who's going to be a good fit, who's going to be with us for the long term, who wants to play for the club. And isn't it just doing it for a fucking paycheck? I like that approach. The problem is that's not Conte. That's not what you expect from Mourinho for Conte it's 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 the antithesis of their win now attitude right they need those flashy players in to do a job right away so for me the blame is firmly on the Spurs hierarchy either decide you're going to stick with Conte for the long term which I am okay with if that is the commitment from the club, and they follow that up with action, right? We have seen fuck all this window um, that would support or refute Conte staying on long-term, and I think that's part of this, this gamble with Conte, right? You get him the players, maybe he stays on, maybe he doesn't, right? But the fact of the matter is the Spurs hierarchy aren't committing one way or another. If you want Conte, give him the fucking players, let him cook, And if he fails, he fails, you know, that's just life that happens. If you're not committed to Conte, if there is any doubt at all, fucking cut ties with him and get somebody in who is going to be a long-term project manager. I'm done with these short-term solutions. I don't want Conte out bringing Tuchel for the rest of the year. That is the dumbest fucking take that I have seen going around social media so far. Tuchel is not going to come in. He might get some results for the last half of the season, but he's going to fucking suck all the life out of it next year. You know, We're going to go through the same thing we've seen with Mourinho, with Conte right now. Either back the fucking manager, get him the players that he needs, get him to commit long-term, or just admit you've made another fucking mistake. Move on and find somebody who works with what you want the club to be. Jürgen's a fucking weirdo, too. He is. Man.
0: He is. He is weird. What a
2: fucking weird dude. Hey, uh, Crybaby I don't want. I don't need wearing... a baseball cap
1: wearing manager.
0: I'm sorry, I just don't. Jürgen's going to need a job soon. He he might he might be interested.
1: Yeah, wanna... he wears he wears funny glasses. He also like complains about like everything. The, the you like effects. those clear things that he was wearing a couple of seasons I ago. I do. I like he's that. A, I like yeah, it. he's yeah. an old hipster like you did. You, you
0: should get a pair of those, Mike. You'd you'd look pretty, pretty, pretty solid with uh the clear glasses, the beard, and your, your Spurs scrub cap. I I'd love to that. you know,
1: I'd love to be able to just have contacts, Dave, but I can't Boy. get my finger near my eye. It just <laughs> freaks me out.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I just want to say one thing before I ask a really important <laughs> question. Um, I'm wondering. If all along it's been uh, Levy and, and Fabio who've been playing 4D chess with everybody else, right? Like, no. Is it all just just thrown out there? Is, no.
1: We have are, two are of they, the they, most stubborn are motherfuckers are hit it up against each other, and they get I, and we get and we got Don Fabio in the middle trying to play trying to play nice with both sides. No, and it's not
0: I, working. I think I think Fabio is exhausting the argument that you bring in a, a world class manager. I don't know if you guys can hear me because I froze on my own screen, but here we are. Um, is he exhausting the, the belief that you bring in a world class manager? Is he proving the point that even with a, an Antonio Conte, um, you got to have a project and you got to build a team? Again, I'll go back to I'm not that worried about the players we've been bringing on board. It might be 40 chess and we're all playing checkers, you know, just just something to think about. But yeah, enough of that. Fair. Enough of that. Levy, Let's have Levy, some fun.
1: Levy's not craft and Conte's not Belichick. Fair, fair. Let's have some fun though. You ready, Mikey? uh yeah i'm always ready this is my favorite segment steven why you know why
0: uh, well I, I don't know what segment is it i wanted to ask steve if you had any questions to ask
2: i do as a matter of fact
1: okay i do have got, a question
2: I, I i do and i'm sure that everybody all of our viewers watching us live on youtube right now um they're all dying to know all two of them <laughs> hey mike I think i know
0: i think i know who those two are actually as well believe is it, it
2: the two of you are you guys like signed into the fucking stream <laughs> trying Negative, to start it, it could be my it
1: could be my mom and my dad separately <laughs> i'm on sitting, I'm sitting across from each other sitting across from each other in the living room shaking their heads at me and, and steve <laughs>
0: i'm on hotel wi-fi here i'm holding on by a thread man i got i, I don't want to mess with that at all oh dave dave
1: dave you know he didn't get the uh, the company credit card to pay for the uh, the fast Wi Fi. So for the yeah.
0: upgraded Wi Fi, no way, bro. Go go with the <laughs> go with the open guest network.
1: <laughs> just, just tell our fans what you're drinking. Oh, hey, imagine that. It, it was what I thought it was. My favorite segment because it's all about me.
2: <laughs> it's all about um, beer.
1: <laughs> we've known that for a long time, Mike. I'm just glad that you
0: finally yeah. admitted it. So that's that's good.
1: Well, Steve, since you asked. Um, Today I have uh, a new one that I haven't had from a brewery that I really enjoy. Um this uh this brewery's in Colchester, Vermont. Um, I believe it's Colchester. Is that, I don't know what is is that what they're claiming? Yeah, Colchester. Um they're over a uh, Fort Ethan Allen area. Um they're called Green Empire, they have a great uh they they brew a lot of IPAs. We'll just put it that way. Um this one is a double,
2: like everyone else in Vermont.
1: Yeah, I know, but like there are the few that are like mm, just like perfect right uh they brew one called side business uh, mm-hmm. and that i really really love uh, Yeah, i've had that one yeah first time i tasted it i thought it was like fruit loops <laughs> it tasted <laughs> like fruit loops to me um this one's called unit f uh, it's 8.4 alcohol so um i've already had a gin and tonic today and i just had a uh Beer from uh, Pro Pig called Fluff, Little Fluffy Clouds that my friend uh, my friend Terry brewed over at Pro Pig, um, but this is Unit F from Green Empire. Um, I'm just gonna crack right into this, get it going. It's got a cool label. It's like painted paint splotches, really cool. I love canner. It's
0: one of my favorite things. You got any history on the name Unit F? You know what that means at all or no? Not
1: a goddamn clue. All right, we'll have to figure that out. It might have something to get the research might have something it. to do with uh with where they uh where they're located in Fort Island so fair this is already pouring uh very hazy I should
2: probably do that it, it might be a tribute to a uh political punk band out of Southern California called unit F uh, yeah. they have almost 1400 likes on Facebook uh so yeah maybe that's on par with uh wicked a punk, a punk
0: band is on facebook
2: <laughs> yes as a matter of fact
0: that sounds a little suspect Dave it, you're it, right uh, as the kids would say that's a, that's a bit sus sus that's <laughs> that's word? what the, that's what the kids would say oh, with man, songs really such good.
2: as human zoo bad monkeys and <laughs> it's okay
1: all right yeah unit f yeah they're probably one of those straight edge bands fuck them. <laughs>
2: can you be straight edge and political punk does that work Sure, again i mean sure why not i i think there's a
1: like a segment of the punk punk uh the punk bands that that are that are all like straight edge there were way back in the day i I wouldn't even know anymore but yeah Yeah, right i know way back i think the misfit the misfits were part of that right was, yeah, it, was it the misfits so. or bad religion? Not bad religion, definitely not bad religion. But anyway. Bad um, company. Bad company. <laughs> Dave, do you feel like making love? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, so this this beer please, is. Please
0: tell me that that's the song that goes with this beer. That's that's what I want to hear from you tonight.
1: It's absolutely not. I don't have a, Dave Dave's insistence that I've already picked the song <laughs> is is incorrect. We'll um, see. <laughs>
2: I'm still stuck on this band. Their About Us page is just a picture of them and their names. That tells me fucking nothing.
1: Do they look like regular dudes?
2: They most certainly do not. Well, one of them kind of does. The or they're trying too
1: hard to be punk.
2: So one of them looks like a normal dude. The others kind of look like, you know, they've hit their 40s, 50s and are clinging on to 80s punk rock. All right. So their lives depended on it.
0: so That's why they're on Facebook. All right. Now we understand that. That's good. Mike told me today I was the only Gen Xer who's not on Facebook, which may be true. And I responded to Mike that my mom is on Facebook. So that's why I'm not. The greatest generation. The greatest. No, that was their parents.
1: Oh, right, 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 right.
0: right. (laughs) She's a boomer. She's a boomer, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty close to being a boomer. <laughs> is that so? <laughs> still, still in my 40s, I'll remind you. This beer is really fucking good, guys. Great. Oh, great. we're talking about beer. That's right. That was fantastic filler while we gave Mike a chance to kind of collect his
1: thoughts. I just I drink to half of to that about. fucking thing while I collect my thoughts. Look at this. I drink, well, not half, but a good, a good portion of it. Nice. All right, talk to us about it. What do you got? Uh the beer's fruity. It's got those great notes of citrus, um, a little bit of pininess at the front, like some spiciness that I that I really love at a double IPA. You can tell that it's high in alcohol, it's hot. Um, but it goes down smooth. It's got it's got a good fizzy bite to it. The uh, the lacing? I don't know. Are we st- are we still talking about lacing in uh, 2023?
0: If, it, if it's sexy, we're talking about lacing. What do you it's, What do you got? That's it's not yeah, as it's... it's not as sexy as a uh, as one is it, might want or is think. It soapy? Is it biscuity? Come on, I mean, give us something to work with. No, there's how no, many fingers there were uh, at the beginning when
1: Steve went on his rant about a Facebook punk band? Uh, <laughs> there was a good two fingers. Two's two solid. Two finger.
0: Yeah, I think anywhere between two and three. soapy. In, soapy you're in, head. You're not in bad company. See what he's just trying
1: happen. I know he's subtly trying to suggest shit. His uh, subliminal messaging. Um,
0: like me?
1: I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> we got Dave singing. Yeah, boy, oh, you know, God. you know what? This went. This turned from an angry pod to to uh, we're gonna have some fucking fun with it. it this it's is, therapy. I'm telling you. This is why it's always been, isn't it? This is why isn't we do it? what we do. This, this is, is why it. we were I'm okay right now, and I'm not freaking out that we only have two live streamers. That's okay. It, <laughs>
0: At the, st- at the start of this episode mike you called a kid a snotty med student that's where you were like a half hour ago and now look at where you are he's still a snotty med student and a gooner on top of it right yeah, nothing's
1: funny. gonna
2: change that
1: his name's sam by the way sam well, i know we talked about this um you're okay to listen you're not okay to comment on our shit. i just want you to know um <laughs> that said this beer is fucking fantastic dude um this is better than this is I like this more than the beer that we had last week. So if that, if that gives you guys any inkling as to where to put your um, where to put your ratings, this beer for me uh, is one of the top 10 beers that I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Top 10.
0: Wow. Yeah. Huh. Steve, I'm with you on that prediction. Let's see how it plays out. 4.4. Uh, 4. Oh, so Ooh. close. 4.5 was the this number.
1: This beer, you know how good this beer is? This beer is one of those beers where um I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the movie beer fest Yes. Not uh, a very good movie, but I have seen it. It's a fantastic movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But all right. uh all good, keep going. Yeah, so this is Super trooper guys, <laughs> it, right? <laughs> right. So Farva, the 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 guy, the guy who plays Farva in the super, in the Super Troopers movies. Uh Gets gets stuck in the in the beer fermenter, right? He falls in the beer fermenter. He gets thrown right. in the beer fermenter. Gets stuck in there and tries to drink his way out. Right? That's who I want to be
0: <laughs> with this beer. <laughs> with this beer, Mike. Let me ask you. I want
1: to. I want to drown. I want to drown. I want to drown, drown in, in, in a vat of this beer. That's how. That's how much I like it. If you were I, going, I to don't drown go much beer. higher than four point five.
0: No, I can't think of when I've heard you go above four point five.
1: Like in my life.
0: Mike, they describe it on their website as 8.4% double layers of uh, Eldorado and Citra hops, pleasantly Citra, soft.
1: That's that's where it is. Pleasantly
0: soft, full-bodied, washes over the palate with waves of mango, sweet citrus, and fresh pineapple mm-hmm. juice. Are you, uh, you on board with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Does Lone Freighter got anything online about this bad boy? Or, or
1: I don't know. Looked, You'd have to look that up. I don't give a shit about that dude anymore. Are we not talking about him in 2023? He's no 2023. Gone. Uh we're 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 That's on so the 2022, Dave. It is 2022. Can I point out maybe we, even 21? We made the uh gender
0: biased assumption that Lone Freighter's a guy, too. We no no, no, we didn't make that gender biased
1: assumption. Uh we know that he's a guy. I think it, we, we know we went through this last year. Dave. Was
0: he like, does it say Lone Freighter he him after
1: his name? Or what 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 do, what do we got? No, I think uh I, I think it had his first name on his oh, profile. Yeah, okay. he's a dude. We went through this. There's, that 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 was a whole other pod. I must have missed that one. I'm sorry. No, I know that's why I'm saying you you might be an actual boomer because you're starting to lose your memory. <laughs> you know, we've done like 85 pods. Kind <laughs> of got some slack, man. Yeah. Oh, well, I think this is 84, right? 83, 84, something like that. Um. So yeah, 4.4. Um, Perfect song. And the song
2: oh shit uh, um, we'll keep singing if it's gonna Mike's gonna be singing gonna
1: that help. to Amy
0: later he's gonna be like hey baby
1: <laughs> no you know what I love this song and I, and I said the word earlier I'm gonna I'm. this uh, uh, smashing pumpkins drown there you go Huh. Smashing that's a great always. fucking tune great band <laughs> yeah absolutely is. and that's they're sweet. back
0: they Very just nice. uh, released another album so that's what you should do when you're in your 50s right
1: yeah i mean billy corgan's still a fucking weirdo i don't he know he it. might be weirder than dem <laughs> <them> tuchel <tukle.
0: laughs> pretty close that's a close race i don't i'm not sure which horse is winning that one but yeah tuchel,
1: yeah i know But tuchel's weird like I, I think he like picks his nose and eats his boogers that's, <laughs> that's that's the type of weirdo he is
0: with his running his running cap it's not even a baseball cap it's like a running cap with tuchel it, it is it at is least you're a clop wears a legit well, he doesn't he doesn't flip
1: the, the front of it up the bill the right, pill, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. i'm sure he's got one of them somewhere it is
1: skinny jeans
0: hey this has been hey mike what you drinking with uh green empire brewing unit up well done mikey uh, thanks good. buddy high rating I, I can't wait to hear something higher than that if we ever get something that way we'll i'm definitely having another one of these Perfect. so i go upstairs yeah you have our permission no problem thank you thank you all For right sure. let's let's pivot to uh we got like 15 minutes left what uh what do we want to see in the future Mike or not steve i know you said earlier you had kind of figured out what happened and you had a good sense of what you wanted to see what is what does that look like to you
2: commitment plain and simple i just want the club to fucking commit one way or the other like I said earlier, you know, we're, we're over halfway through the transfer window. There's been no movement. There's been, it's been radio silent. You know, we had that message to the, uh, the supporters trust last week where they said, you know, we've got, you know, things working in the background. We don't want to say anything until our financials are posted in February until the windows close, um, which I can respect, right? You don't want to give away your, 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 leverage mm-hmm. to save face with supporters it's a very near-sighted solution uh, so I, I get it but I want to actually see something soon yep. um, and again I, I don't care if they back Conte you know for me Conte is a proven winner his his work can be done at Spurs but it will take investment to do that and I want to see that investment if they want to continue with Conte. If they don't want Conte, I want them to just flat out say, you know, he's done in the summer. Like, just put up with him until the end of the year. Uh, you know, I don't think we're in danger of relegation. We're definitely not making top four at this rate. You know, I've, I've kind of already chalked that one out. Um, so just, you know, we'll keep him. You know, he's here. He's on a contract. When his contract's over, we're not going to pick up the option to renew bring somebody else in and start fresh in the summer. But I just want commitment from the club one way or another. You can't keep doing things two different ways. You can't keep getting short-term managers and recruiting for long-term projects. It just will never work. We need to stop doing that and we need to decide which path we want to take. That's all I want to see right now, you know? back Conte sign the players don't back Conte sign different players and just tell the Spurs fans all of us out there I'm sorry put up with it for a little while longer we'll do better in the summer
0: Steve if uh if the answer was not back Conte and that decision's been made now um would you rather they just cut ties now or or lame duck him all the way to the end of the season
2: I would rather, you know, I honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they just lame duck him to the end of the season. I mean, you bring somebody else in, it's just going to be more chaos, more bullshit. I mean, maybe you get some results. Maybe you get that new manager bounce. But unless there is somebody out of work right now who is willing to step in without, you know, in the middle of the fucking January transfer window and take control day one, I would rather they really think long and hard about who they're going to bring in to replace him long-term, you know? And again, if, if it's not going to be Conte, I don't want to see some other fucking half-ass Chelsea reject bullshit. Um, you know, fuck Tuchel. I don't want to see him at all. When Lampard gets sacked, I don't want to see Lampard's name in the running. Um, Do you want to see I, Potter? I,
1: I take Potter. Chelsea?
0: Chelsea, 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 Chelsea,
1: Chelsea. Steve, can I point out... Is is he going to count as a Chelsea manager if he's
2: only there for like three months? I would rather get somebody in... Because they ruined him. Yeah, I would rather get somebody in with fresh ideas who hasn't been run to the ground by Chelsea. I don't care if it's Premier League proven either. If you need to get somebody like... The popular name going around is Gallardo, um, the former River Plate manager from Argentina... Fuck it. Like, this guy's highly rated. He's ambitious. He's got, you know, the energy, the vision. Build a project around that, dude. You know, if it was a works young, out, exciting great. Argentinian manager, imagine yeah. if he's getting a guy like, like that. You know, at least you tried something with the intention of doing something in line with the club's vision of playing attractive, attacking football. If it fails, you tried, right? But stop it with these fucking Chelsea reject defensive bullshit managers if that's not the direction you want to go. If you want those results, if you want to be a more defensive team, if you want to get these sort of results-driven managers – then shut up and fucking back them get them the players stop pissing around over you know five million you know pounds here and there for transfer fees get them the fucking players keep them happy and and take that approach but commit to something that's all i want from the spurs board right now commitment
0: steve totally agree with you but i want to say two things really quickly. One. You know, I've always been a fan of uh, Tomas Frank, the Brentford coach, uh, watching them come up through the championship. I'd take him any day of the week. Second, on board with everything you said, but realize we are still talking about a team that for the entire first half of the season has been fourth or fifth in the table. Like we're talking about a fifth in the table team as opposed to a 14th in the table team. I realize the trajectory and I realize kind of the writing we all see on the wall, but it's also interesting we're talking about a team that's fifth in
2: the table. Well, we were talking positively at the start of the season, too. You know, mm-hmm. I remember we had a um, you know, maybe it was the second or third game of the season. We were talking about how comfortable we felt with our defense, about how they mm-hmm. didn't bother us. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are ripping them to pieces because they're a liability, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um how things change. But I, you know, I honestly think Conte could turn it around mm-hmm. if he felt like he could commit to the project. And in order for Conte to commit, Spurs have to commit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it goes right back to the hierarchy, to the board, to Levy, to fucking Joe Lewis. So yeah. Uh, I'm meeting with, with
0: them next week. So um you I'll put, in better. A, put in a good word. Yeah. Mike, what uh what do you think needs to happen? Let's go. Where's it gotta
1: go? I kind of agree with Steve. But I, I so but they have, yeah, but they so they conte conte aside um you, you slot anybody in it's a fucking Mad Libs, right <laughs> any any proper noun slash soccer manager uh from the past three four managers that we've had um just slot the name in uh they've not been backed they won't be backed because uh and I'm going to say the name again, Dave, and you're going to fucking really hate me for it. There, Daniel Levy I, is playing. Is, I never hate you, Mike. Okay, thanks, you. buddy. Uh, Daniel Levy is playing this game with his and Joe Lewis's money uh, like the Chicago Cubs did to, to their fans. All right, you've gone too far. No, I, I have not. And you're, and you're going to like this, Dave. No, just though. by talking about them, you've gone too far. No, that's why I said you're going to hate. So, uh, no anyway. place
0: for them on this podcast.
1: Anyway, uh, yeah, you, I, I think that our, our, our special guest would have agreed with me or, I, or maybe
0: agreed with you. I don't know. Either way, a person might agree with me. That'd be an interesting question to ask when the time yeah, comes. So, but, so, but like I said, she goes to another school and I just got to yeah, see if actually, you know so what, what, here's,
1: whatever. here's a better, here, I won't say the Chicago Cubs because the, the, the Cubs owners for years and years and years put out garbage year after year after year. True. Never invested in the team. Never invested in players until they took the a Red Sox general manager, right? <laughs> um, and then invested in players in the team, right? And yeah. and brought up some youth players and 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 said we have to rebuild our minor leagues and blah blah blah. But so here's here's a a a, a different analogy. So uh, there's a documentary made years ago about my my uh, favorite band, Fish, and uh, you like fish. There was a review, yeah, there was a, there was a review written about fish fans that, uh, Astasio read out loud, uh, to, to the cameras of of this documentary that was following them around. And it said fish could, could piss into the ears of their fans and they would happily lap up the piss. Right. You can't really lap it up if it's in your ear. It's, so it's, it's, but that, I mean, that's what's happening, right? Is that this, this Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis are happy to give us a nugget here and there, a player here and there. So they, so they spent, spent a little money. They spent a lot of money in the summer um, to give Conte what he wanted, but they're happy enough to just spend as little as possible because they know that fans are gonna continue to come to games. They're gonna continue to buy shirts. And the reason that sauna is still there and they haven't sold them is because they have the Asian market cornered, right? They're selling a lot of jerseys. They are, they just are. So I don't expect the board to change, right? And whether we want them to do one thing or another, what they're going to do do is what they've always done is they're going to give the manager a couple little nuggets here and there. And then the manager's going to be happy for a little bit. And then they're going to piss the manager off. And then the manager's going to be pissed off. And he's going to say things in the press. And it, it happened with Mourinho, you know. Uh, it's it ha- it's happening with Conte, Pochettino toward the end got really fucking strange, right? You think it weird, yeah, talking about houses with no furniture and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, he he's still he was not like not wrong. <laughs> it's true, and, and yeah, and he was begrudgingly like kept throwing out winks Soko, and he was <laughs> running that diamond. You know, he was running that diamond that he knew wouldn't work. Like, but he just wants to despite, come back too. Like, explain so, that. Maybe that's a whole other conversation. He wants to come back. Managers, managers constantly are going to constantly, as long as Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis are in charge, are going to constantly clash because they're never going to give any manager, no matter the system they run, no matter the players they want, what what they need to succeed. The thing is, these managers, and I've said it before, are managers. They have to take these players, make them better, and manage them and turn them into what they need especially some of the young ones, right? He hasn't made anybody better. And I said it earlier, Conte, he has to, he's the coach. He has to work with what he's got. And if he wants to be a coach here in the future, he has to understand that Daniel Levy's going to give him a nugget here and there, but he's not going to give him everything that he needs because Daniel Levy does not like to spend money. And it's got, You know, nothing to do with a lot of the vitriol and the racist shit that, that has been said about him online and, and, and even through some of the press, it has to do with the fact that Joe Lewis and Daniel Levy and Enoch don't like to spend a lot of money on their soccer team. Right. They just don't. So what I would like, and, and this is going to be my final thoughts for the night, but what i would like to see tottenham do is and and it's going to be hard and it's going to be what pochettino always said and like i always said too is like i still don't think pochettino's walking through back through that door but no matter what the fans want but that painful rebuild i want us to go through a period of five six seven years i can set the house on fire if you have to mm-hmm. sell harry sell down to at least yeah, yeah. um sell son because you know what happened up the road from here nice house you know they had a fire the whole place burnt down they rebuilt it it's beautiful now Mm -hmm. what you have to do is do what and it's going to be painful to hear this guys do what arsenal did be bad for five six years steve almost threw up in his mouth i saw that yeah um i don't don't disagree at all i'm sorry i'll say five five six years you know what and Arteta weathered the storm through three, four years of Arteta out, right? And I still don't think he's the greatest manager in the world, but what he's done is he's gotten his team behind it. He's gotten his team to play the style of soccer that that he wants them to play. And it, and it looks fun, and the players are having fun. And they're young players. They're unproven players that he's throwing in there and giving chances to, right? Mm-hmm. you have guys like you have guys like Martinelli you have guys like Smith Rowe Saka like all homegrown guys right um you know they bought guys here and there Partey and uh and, <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh and Ben White and like and Tommy Yasu, and they've 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 built that way too but they've mostly signed young players and brought them up and taught them the system over these four five six years where they were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I hate to say this, but they were fucking fun to watch the other day. Yeah, if for for mm-hmm. a fan of a of a fucking team that we are conditioned to hate, you know, on the other side of North One and on, uh, on on the, on the blue side of things, you know, I, I just I, I I wish we had done that three years ago when Martino said it needed to happen.
0: I'm going to piggyback on your closing thought and then Steve coming to you. And
1: that's it for me. But
0: yeah, for me, one of the most enjoyable parts about being a fan of a sports team is when your team is on the, on the come up, right? It's when your team is building towards something and there's the energy and the excitement that that goes along with that. Let's be honest for any, any team at any level to be at the top and stay on the top is an excruciating experience for everyone, right? For the athletes, it's it's stressful around the corner because everybody's always bringing you their best as fans anything short of excellence is always viewed as failure you know it's really hard to be on the top and and if we're honest even look at teams you know i, I think city is a unique exception somewhat but like look at liverpool you know liverpool, you, yeah. you get you get that build up and you're you're going to get that air of peak but going down doesn't feel good and and how that's, about
1: united too yeah right? that's the natural cycle of how that stuff works um teams like Leeds the, ended up in the in the Championship, right?
0: Precisely. To me, I would I would much rather see everything torn down to the studs and and rebuild. I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about them not liking to spend money. They've spent money on things that um are longer term assets and not player based, right? Like they've spent money on the training ground, they've spent money on the stadium, they spent money on on the marketing, all that type of stuff. So I'd love to see a rebuild with the, the the construction that we have. I'd love to see a five, six, seven year process. As long as I had something exciting and positive to look forward to, that's that's fun
1: for me. We had that under Pacchettino, though. That that happened we under Pacchettino, and it, and it reached that crescendo. But where... you know
0: what? We collectively, the club, thought we were too big too soon. I, I I've talked about this before. I remember the other big Spurs. You pods. lose
1: guys. You lose guys like Kyle Walker and yeah. Kieran Trippier and 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 Christian erickson through that process, right?
0: But I remember this, the other pods saying, "We're a huge club. We're a massive club now."
1: No, we weren't.
0: We. We were kids that were overperforming with old guys that were were burnt out. Like it was just a that was a that was a bogus um, exercise and a whole lot of luck that Lucas Moore hit a track. Uh, what am I trying to say? A hat, hat trick. Track. I almost said track meet. Hat Fucking legend. Fucking actually. legend. You know what I mean? Like it's just it. it, it was a, a wonderful legend. stretch, but
1: but it was bogus. It was totally bogus. It was yeah. too much
0: too soon, and then kind of put us in the position we're in right now. I think.
1: I mean, but it's, De- it's Deli Alley. You know, it's it's Harry Winks. It's like guys who peaked and blossomed yeah. and peaked too early Kyle Walker, Danny Rose, like, you know, just think
0: of it, it was Toby and, and, uh, Jan, you know what I mean? Like the, and those guys didn't peak too early, but like it was a different world and we looked like a bigger club than I think we, we actually were Steve, how about you? What do you think in terms of closing thoughts?
2: Uh, I think you're right, Dave. I think, you know, we see short-term results as an indication of where the club should be um and we don't necessarily factor in where we have been and the direction in which we're going right mm-hmm. so i think you're spot on we we're not a massive club we're investing to become one mm-hmm. in the future you know we're we're right now i'd liken us more to a business we are a incredibly well run business um we've got a fantastic stadium We've got events coming in, you know, we've got multiple streams of revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we are well run. We, I have no fears in my mind that if we sold the club and, you know, we got some schmuck off the street to run it for a few years, we would still be okay. Like it would be, it would take like Elon Musk taking over Twitter levels of incompetence to tank <laughs> what spurs have right now because they have built such a solid financial structure but spurs fans don't watch a club to enjoy the business side of things Mm -hmm. we watch to enjoy the football side of things Mm -hmm. so when we're not doing well there that's when you get the people calling for levy out enoch out uh i have no doubt in my mind that in the next five or 10 years, they will leave, they will go, they'll sell the club for, you know, maximum profits when they're ready to go, right? When they are ready to go, Mm -hmm. not a moment sooner. Mm -hmm. And we will get another, you know, group in to run the club. That is the only time I would consider us taking a step towards further towards being that top tier club. Right now, I consider us in transition. I think we will continue to be in transition until we stop making these short-term solutions. We find that project manager, we build something that is sustainable that will get us into that position where Enoch will inevitably sell and we get a new group in to take the club to wherever they want to go, whether it is the pinnacle of the league or just completely burn it to the ground and we end up in the fucking championship, whatever that looks like. But until that happens, I I can't consider us to be at that city level at all. Not the Chelsea level, even though they're underperforming. They still have the influx of cash. They can throw money at it. United, same sort of thing. They're working back towards that that peak. But we are not there, and we won't be there for a long time. But that's not to say we can't make positive steps now to get us to that maximum profitability for the sub club
0: valid point got to decide where there is and then work on getting there correct and that's why steve goes last that's right that's right (laughs) hey it's a fucking closer man gentlemen nice little therapy session tonight see none of us are angry none of us are seeing red anymore get that um we, we we had it out we heard from each other and very very nice and to our To our live stream viewers out there, we love you. And uh, to our listeners, we appreciate you and are thankful for you. Steve, as we wrap up, what would you like to say to people? Don't be an asshole. And Mike, what would you say? Quice, coise, coise,
1: coise, coise. And be safe, everyone.